नमस्कार दिस इज अखिलेश भार्गव वेलकम टू टेपिट्स ऑन बिजनेस एंड फाइनेंस विद मी अ न्यूज आइटम सेज दैट अनिल अंबानी हैज रिजाइंड एज अ डायरेक्टर ऑफ रिलायंस पावर लिमिटेड एंड रिलायंस इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर लिमिटेड द ओनली टू वर्दी कंपनीज लेफ्ट इन हिज ग्रुप एज ऑफ नाउ अकॉर्डिंग टू अस एंड दैट्स बिकॉज ऑफ एन इंट्रिम सेबी ऑर्डर रिस्ट्रेनिंग हिम फ्रॉम एसोसिएटिंग विद एनी लिस्टेड कंपनी इन अ फेब्रुवरी ऑर्डर Sebi had barred another Ambani company, which is Reliance Housing Finance Limited, together with Anil Ambani and three others from the capital markets for allegedly siphoning off money from the company. Sebi also restrained them, including Anil Ambani, from associating themselves with any intermediary entity registered with Sebi, with any listed public company, or acting as a director or a promoter of any public company. which intends to raise money from the public till further orders in other words he has been banned from capital markets and also banned from accepting or accessing any public money the ambani group appointed a retired bureaucrat in place of anil ambani who resigned on the boards of reliance power and reliance infrastructure with the other companies of anil ambani including rcom and reliance capital also mired in massive payment defaults and allegations of siphoning of funds and frauds like in the case of reliance housing finance limited it will be no surprise if similar orders are again passed by sebi restraining anil ambani and his companies from accessing public funds in any manner whatsoever such individuals whose companies have misused public funds of thousands of crores are certainly according to us not fit and proper to be the promoter or a director or a dominant shareholder of any entity which accesses public funds whether directly or whether indirectly these orders of sebi though interim effectively close the doors of the capital markets for anil ambani and all his companies moreover due to the massive defaults by his companies in the repayment of bank and other loans neither he nor any entity where he is a promoter or a major shareholder or a director can take loans from banks in india or other financial institutions to us he must be in the category of a blacklisted defaulter such orders that debar the likes of anil ambani from india's securities and capital markets and also from banks and financial institutions for having grossly misused india's or rather the public funds are not adequate punishment according to us and they need to be criminally prosecuted for their corporate financial banking and capital markets crimes and contraventions and all the illegal booty that they have amassed because of such malpractices and misconduct must be disgorged it must be taken away such action and orders when the promoter of a bankrupt company still remains rich despite the default and the crimes and continues to enjoy his ill gotten wealth to us are no justice or punishment for their blatant and shocking crimes which are so very obvious the fact of the matter is that anil ambani is not the only one sailing in this boat of corporate financial and banking crimes all those companies and their promoters where there have been banking frauds willful defaults and cheating of banks and the public they have all committed similar crimes and they all deserve the most stringent punishment and that list is actually very long it continues to add up day by day 
It includes entities like ABG Shipyard. It includes Videocon. It includes Alok Industries. It includes CG Power, ILFS, HDIL, DHFL, Yes Bank, Bhushan Steel, Bhushan Power, SR Steel, and so many others. All these entities and their promoters have cheated banks, financial institutions, and the public, and they've indulged in serious crimes of banking, financial frauds, tax evasion, money laundering, etc. And they need to be punished severely under all the applicable laws. The punishment to us must come down to attaching and seizing the assets of not just the borrowing companies, but also of the personal assets of the promoters and the directors, since they are the real wrongdoers and also the main beneficiaries of these crimes. It must be ensured that the wealth that they have illegally created and which they seek to enjoy is seized and is given back to the banks and the public since it rightly belongs to them. It was illegally, illegitimately taken away from them. If the company has become poor and bankrupt because of the malpractices and misconduct of these delinquent promoters, then so must their promoter and directors to be rendered bankrupt and poor by seizing the wealth that they looted and they usurped and that must be done under the process of law. The real punishment has to be that of taking away their unjust enrichment and proceeds of crime and restoring it to the one to whom it belongs, which is to the banks, to the public and to the government. With very stringent and strong laws like the Prevention of Money Laundering Act, the Income Tax Act, the Black Money Act, the Fugitive Economic Offenders Act, the GST, FEMA, the Insolvency and Bankruptcy Code, BRT, Surfacy Act, etc. And all the empowered agencies like the Enforcement Directorate, the Income Tax Department, SFIO, Ministry of Corporate Affairs, CBI, SEBI, etc. To us, it should be possible to do that, which is punish the wrongdoers and make them paupers just as they did to their own companies that they promoted and they cheated and took away the money belonging to the company, belonging to the public, belonging to the banks. Let us have a look at what can happen under the present legal framework and the slew of agencies that we have and what does happen in reality despite all these bolstered laws and the highly empowered agencies that we have in India today. Let us first talk of what should and can happen when the company defaults and financial crimes are unearthed which have been committed by their promoters and directors. The first thing is that banks can and they must take over the defaulting entities well in time and effectively throw out the dubious management much before all is lost so as to protect their interests, salvage their funds and prevent the destruction of evidence by the borrowers to ensure that the delinquents are suitably investigated, prosecuted and punished. The second, banks can parallelly initiate actions in forums like the NCLT, DRT, etc. to recover their dues. These include recovery of dues to change of management and finally to liquidation of the entity which has defaulted or defrauded. The third is, a forensic audit must be conducted to unearth all the crimes so as to punish the wrongdoers. The fourth is, Criminal investigation must begin by the likes of CBI, SFIO, ED, etc. and to start the process of punishing these corporate criminals. They must be punished for their crimes of banking frauds, accounting and financial frauds, corporate contraventions, tax evasion, money laundering, cheating, etc. based on prompt and comprehensive investigation which seems to be missing at times. The fifth is 
all authorities and agencies like sebi income tax department gst ministry of corporate affairs enforcement directorate etc must get going at the same time and they must ensure swift investigation and also swift prosecution the next is the investigation findings must be such that courts have no choice but to punish these corporate criminals it cannot be a loose and lackadaisical investigation taking place further personal guarantees must be invoked immediately in order to seize all their personal assets towards repayment of the loans that they have stood guarantee for the assistance of foreign governments must be taken to find out the hidden wealth of these fraud billionaires in tax havens and other nations since many of them are known to have siphoned money over into overseas destinations and they now hold them in benami names and secret trusts and entities hoping that after all the investigation is over after it is all done they will continue to enjoy all this ill gotten wealth and finally those who have run away from india after committing such crimes must be brought back under the various agreements that india has with numerous nations in order to face the law here and not enjoy the proceeds of their crime in exotic locations that they run away to and the prime example is mehul chokshi enjoying the beaches of antigua in reality almost all this that we spoke about happens today since no babu or banker can actually afford to not take any action under these slew of laws and agencies but the action that we see is very often delayed such that there is enough time for these corporate criminals to tamper with evidence and witnesses and also hide away the ill-gotten wealth in india and abroad these influential defaulters either by virtue of their connects and cloud or due to the inherent lethargy of the system itself or due to their battery of top lawyers that they manage to engage they delay the process of law and that weakens the case against these persons and they tend to go relatively scot free or they do not get punished as much as they should be for these kind of giant outlandish and shocking crimes that they commit to us that explains this delay explains why the personal guarantees of the ruiyas were invoked many years after sr steel defaulted on the loans rendering the guarantees ineffective it explains why ravi parthasarthi the mastermind of the giant ilfs scam was arrested almost 3 years after the company collapsed because of his crimes it further says and explains why nirav mehdi mehul chokshi vijay malia etc have not yet been brought back to india it explains why the cbi delayed its investigation in the co-location and algor trading scam of nse by a few years the courts have been shocked by the delay of cbi in investigating these crimes it also explains why anil ambani has continued to be the promoter and director of reliance power and reliance infrastructure so far despite declaring himself bankrupt in the london court a couple of years ago it explains why promoters of sterling biotech are reported to have surreptitiously settled their banking fraud cases and their crimes were not small and it explains why it took a few years for chanda kosher to be sacked despite her crime being known to the reserve bank and it also explains why no action has been taken against the likes of venugopal dhoot c sindhankaran and many others the reality is 
that while the smaller defaulters face all the rigors of the law, even if they are not willful defaulters, on the other hand, the influential ones do not quite face the rigors of the law, even if their crimes are serious crimes and they are known in public domain. That to us is some kind of crony protection to them from the system itself, despite all their giant crimes. So coming back, Anil Ambani has resigned. To us, so what? He will continue to be wealthy. He will continue to be influential. And we really don't think that all that can be done in terms of punishment will happen in his case too. This is Akhilesh Bhargav signing off till we meet again. Namaskar.